The gospel reading for this morning comes from Mark's gospel, beginning in the 10th chapter at the second verse. And Mark wrote these things. And Pharisees came up in order to test Jesus and asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? And Jesus answered them, What did Moses command you? And they said, Well, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce to send her away. And Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. And in the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter, and he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Oh Lord, we pray today for the needs of people everywhere, especially for the children, for children who are poor in the material necessities of life, who must beg for food and shelter in deserts and in city streets alike just to survive from day to day, for children who are victims of disaster, who are left homeless by hurricanes or floods, or as refugees from conflict and war. And for children who are rich in things but poor in spirit, who are raised with every advantage but the one they crave the most, the love, the time, and the attention of their busy parents. Look over all of your children who are needy one way or another that each might know of love and grace and their place in your kingdom. Open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to your word for us this day. Amen. <clears throat> Salesman came to the front door, and he turned to a little boy that was sitting on the front steps, and he asked, is your mother home? And the boy said, yes. And the salesman rang the doorbell. Well, after several rings and no response, he turned to the boy and said, I thought you said that your mother was home. To which the boy replied, well, she is, but this isn't my house. <laughs> you know, sometimes we get the wrong answers because we ask the wrong questions. 
So Jesus and his disciples were busy. They were pushed for time. They were stressed out about the truly important things. When they were suddenly intruded on by mothers who were trying to get their children close to Jesus. Children, the disciples answered. We don't have any time for children. There are sick folks to heal, lessons to teach, Pharisees to deal with, temples to cleanse, and thrones to establish. Don't bother the teacher with children. And as they were about to turn away, Jesus realized what had just taken place. And Mark tells us, when Jesus saw what had just happened, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me, do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall never enter it. And then he took them in his arms and blessed them. The disciples, those who were the very closest to Jesus, almost turned away the very ones whom Jesus called closest to the kingdom of God. You know, I think it quite extraordinary in reading this story that Jesus took the time to laugh and hug and play with children. He was on his way to Jerusalem. He was beginning the final episode of his mortal life. Jesus was journeying towards the cross. And you might think that with all that looming before him, he would have felt that the time for play and laughter was over. But even there, even then, Jesus had time for children. There was something about them that got to the heart of Jesus. There's something about them that ordinarily gets close to the hearts of all who follow Jesus. For Christianity is not, first of all, a demand. It is just a gift. It does not say first, do this, go there, go here. It says, here is God's gift to you in Jesus Christ. His first words are not do or go, but rather come, follow, receive. You just need to claim your inheritance as children of God. In the words of theologian Paul Tillich, and I quote, You are accepted. You are accepted. Accepted by that which is greater than you, and the name of which you do not know. Do not ask for the name now. Perhaps you will find it later. Do not try to do anything now. Perhaps later you will do much. Do not seek for anything, do not perform anything, do not intend anything. Simply accept the fact that you are accepted. End quote. You know, I came across a fascinating list of unusual answers given by children on some tests at school. In answer to the question, when was our nation founded, one little boy wrote, I didn't know it was lost it. <laughs> Asked to describe the famous painting of Whistler's mother, one student explained, 
It shows a nice lady sitting in a chair waiting for the repairman to bring back her TV set. <laughs> but here's my favorite. A little girl was asked to describe the word people, and this is what she wrote. People are composed of girls and boys and men and women. Girls are nice. Boys are no good until they are grown up and married. <laughs> My mother is a woman, which is a grown-up girl with children. Ready for this? My father is so nice that I think he must have been a girl when he was a boy. <laughs> we learn that right answers are important, but so are right questions. You don't get into the kingdom by being able to answer the questions correctly or even by being able to do anything correctly. The truth of the matter is we can never do everything correctly. And our persistent search for the right answers and the right actions only reveals our refusal to recognize the truth about ourselves. Folks, we are sinners. We have hard hearts. We want to be in charge of our own lives. But hear this this morning, there is no room for hard hearts in God's kingdom. But for those whose hearts are soft, for those who have been wounded, whose hearts are cracked and bleeding and pulverized and bruised, those who have been ostracized and rejected, those who find themselves standing outside with the children, those who have nothing else to depend on in life, those who find themselves bloodied by divorce wars, it is for them that Jesus has come. It is the soft-hearted whom Jesus embraces and blesses. They have nothing to offer Jesus, but that's all right. He has everything to offer them. Jesus offers himself, and that makes them blessed. That makes them members of the kingdom. A true story that happened to Billy Graham early in his ministry. He arrived in a small town to preach at a revival. And early in the day, Dr. Graham was walking along Main Street in the little town looking for a place to mail a letter. And he saw a little boy, and he asked him where the post office was. And the little boy said, well, you go down Main Street for two blocks, turn right, go one block, turn left, and you'll see it right there on the corner. So Dr. Graham thanked him and said, if you'll come to the fairgrounds tonight at 7 o'clock, you can hear me preach. And I will be telling everyone how to get to heaven. Well, I don't think I'll be there, the little boy replied. You don't even know how to get to the post office.
It is funny. But the, the story reminds us that all of us in life are looking for something. And we need someone else to help us find the way. We need someone to guide us, advise us, comfort us, encourage us. We need someone to save us from our lostedness. Because the joy of life is not in material things. They rust, they corrode, they break, they go out of style. The real joy of life is in following Jesus Christ. If you want meaning and purpose and fulfillment and zest and joy and power and excitement in your life, then follow Jesus. If you want a good, easy formula for life, here it is. Life is worth living. People are worth loving. Jesus is worth following. So in closing, just remember this. There's something quite nice about children. Every family should have one or two. They're such a fine race when they're kept in their place, say the playground, the park, or the zoo. In his place, a child's quite delightful, full of fun, a most interesting buddy. But his yearning for action can cause a distraction when he has invaded the study. The office is no place for children. They follow up our work with their fun. So we make it a rule that they must go to school so their elders can get something done. Some children came searching for Jesus. His friends were distressed and inclined to think, oh, how terrible to have a fresh parable suddenly slip from his mind. So they tried to get rid of the children. Surely no major disgrace, protecting their master from certain disaster by keeping the children in place. Let the children come in, shouted Jesus, then said something frightfully odd. They are bearers of grace, and their ultimate place is right smack in the kingdom of God. Well, the place of a child is the kingdom. That's what Jesus carefully taught. So the last time you did spend some time with a kid, you were closer to God than you thought. Amen.